0: two on one stone with stevenson stone stops shoots he scores the double fist pump the high five
1: with white cloud The embrace with stevenson shorthanded goal the captain mark stone live from the finley chevrolet fox sports las vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com misfits to champions The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace
0: welcome in vegas golden knights insider show fox sports las vegas ryan wallace Darren millard chris chapman live inside the finley chevrolet fox sports las vegas studios finley chevrolet on the 215 home of the
2: Woo! boy this has turned out to be a, a very busy start to the week uh, i am on the phone with you uh, from nashville where the national hockey league will present It's year-end awards in about uh, an hour's time over at Bridgestone Arena, and then they'll clear all of that out and host the National Hockey League draft on Wednesday and Thursday, first round on Wednesday night, and then uh, we'll get back at it for round six through 7 on Thursday afternoon, and uh, then it's free agency uh, this weekend. So it's jam-packed week, uh, most of it starting off in the the great music city uh, of Nashville, and there's going to be uh, not as much representation by Vegas for a Stanley Cup champion, but there's going to be one key person here. Uh, Well, two, really. Stan is going to make an appearance tonight on the red carpet when everybody walks in, carried by Zach Whitecloud. So that's going to be awesome, I uh, What a moment for Zach. Saw him earlier today, and, uh, and he's just fired up about the opportunity. He's going to be part of a great new initiative in the National Hockey League with the Player Inclusion Committee. Uh, that's going to meet tomorrow, but tonight he gets to carry the Stanley Cup into the elite of the National Hockey League ahead of the NHL Awards, and that's got to be pretty neat.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine that that's uh, an awesome sensation for Zach Whitecloud. And, you know, you're talking about the NHL Awards. And the biggest award that you can win in the National Hockey League is the Stanley Cup. So it's got to be a great moment for Zach to be able to bring that to the NHL Awards in Nashville. Just a, a heck of an accomplishment. And I'm glad that he's he's there to be a, a big, big part of this entire week.
2: And, uh, I love the draft. I love hanging out in the lobby. Uh, we got here early this morning and didn't even get checked in. We run into agents and coaches and uh, managers and uh, different media in and around, and you're catching up, and then you're into what are you hearing, and there's a lot going on uh, around the, the NHL with a flurry of activity uh, taking place. Uh, some of it has already occurred. We'll bring you up to date on that as we go through the next couple of hours, and we will also get into a couple of things that uh, are on the forefront, uh, the precipice of taking place, Uh, With a couple of uh, transactions, one's uh, just been hung up uh, by a couple of bits of red tape with the Philadelphia Flyers and the Carolina Hurricanes. and Another one uh, is being stalled a little bit uh, as the St. Louis Blues try to work out a deal when it comes to a player with a no-movement clause. And then there's some some real activity and rumors going on around the uh, Boston Bruins have completed one big trade already, and they're moving up some cap space. And all the indications are that the Boston Bruins are going to make uh, a deal for uh, a goaltender and Connor Hellebuck. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But as we normally do, uh, to start off the week, we'll open up the phone lines. And uh, starting off, it's uh, Ryan in Henderson. Ryan, Ryan I'm told uh, you're a long-time listener, but first-time
3: caller. How are you? <laughs> first-time <laughs> caller, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, uh, probably... I don't know about long-time listener, but I've been in Vegas for a little while, yep. (laughs) This, of course, is Ryan Craig, who is the new head
2: coach of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, that being announced today by the organization. Uh, Not many people get to uh, get their uh, first head coaching job, and they don't have to leave the city, so that's great for you and uh, J.D. and the the family, but uh, this is also a real culmination of uh, the work that you put in. You went straight from playing uh, six years ago being an assistant coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, and now you get to run your own team. Uh, where was this as far as the schedule, Ryan, uh, for becoming a head coach?
3: <laughs> what schedule? Yeah, nothing. nothing. <laughs> there will be a schedule, but I don't know if anything runs on it. But uh, No, this is uh, the right time, uh, the right opportunity, and uh, the, you know, a great challenge for myself. Uh, but a great, uh, a great day for myself and my family. Really, uh, really excited to enjoy it with them and uh, stay in the Vegas community. Uh, and it's uh, an opportunity to
2: uh, continue to grow. You've worked under three head coaches with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, and then a 14-year uh, career as a as a professional hockey player. What kind of? Um, do you have an idea of, of what kind of head coach you will be?
3: Well, I don't. Uh I mean I know uh, I'm gonna be me. I think that's what i yeah. what I have to be. that's what I've seen the best head coaches whether I work with them or played with them. You got to be yourself uh, and then you got to surround yourself with good people so that uh I know we will have good people and the job will be up to me to be myself and uh try to lead this group so we're we're excited i, I think it's uh like I said it's a real good challenge it's something that uh, uh is probably the next step uh in my coaching career. I feel like I'm prepared. I feel like I'm ready. Uh and uh, obviously excited uh a couple of weeks ago at a Stanley Cup uh, championship with the with the group in of Golden Knights. Yeah,
2: yeah how do you put the last three weeks into
3: perspective? I don't know. Is it's been two weeks, three weeks or just time kind of flies. <laughs> uh that, that, that's for sure. Uh I will say that it uh you know, you're so enthralled uh, the last two months, especially with uh, with the playoffs and uh, everything that goes into that. And, and uh, these conversations happened, uh, You know, next thing you know, forty eight hours after you win, you you start to dig into uh, conversations, and um, you know, this gets brought to, to my plate, and it's something uh, that my family and I had long talks about and considered. And uh, you know, here we are. Uh, I don't know what we are. Ten days out now, and um, so it's, it's been a whirlwind of the two weeks uh, but one that uh, we'll never forget
2: uh, just uh, before Ryan jumps in here that, that's important to note too uh, this wasn't happening uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, it sounds like it was uh, brought to you uh, during the course of the the glow of the, the, the celebration knowing that there was an opening in Anderson and maybe the team was just sitting waiting for this
3: uh, to, to come about but it wasn't
2: like any type of distraction
3: along the way no, no, we were uh, myself we were you know everybody was solely focused on on uh, our task at hand and the, and the ultimate goal of trying to win the Stanley Cup and I think that uh, you know that this conver- these conversations started uh, roughly forty eight hours uh, after we had won you you figure out you win the Stanley Cup but the world doesn't stop turning and then business doesn't stop uh, stop going so it uh, you know in the midst of all the celebrations uh, the past week you you start to I guess see where you're at and, and take uh, take note and uh, very fortunate uh, I will say that from Bill Foley George with the B. Kelly Craman uh, and and then Bruce Bruce Cassidy as well to to be you know able to have an opportunity to lead the the Henderson Silver Knights I
2: go to the Henderson Silver Knights yeah, Ryan Craig joins us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: You know, Ryan, uh, Darren had mentioned that you transitioned from, from player to coach, and you've been here with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, really the constant, uh, but for all six years. How has coaching changed, or, or how you view coaching? How has it changed over maybe the last six years, or even from when you were playing to, to where it is right now?
3: Well, it's evolved for sure, but so have the players, and so have the people that are in the game, right? So it's, it's, it's an ever-changing profession, because... Um, the athletes are are experienced more. You know their their experiences are different as they come through. Uh, I remember when I turned pro, I I wasn't. Uh, uh, I just got my first cell phone. Now these kids have been on cell phones for uh, since they were born. To you know, to a certain extent. So it's uh, the today's athlete. Uh, they're they're similar and yet they're different. And uh, every athlete is different for how they want to be coached. And you, you find that out when you start to. Uh, get into this business is you can't treat everyone uh exactly the same but you can you can uh to a certain extent uh, be fair be honest with them and, and be open with them and it usually goes a long way so i think as this uh six years ago from when i started uh, you know i know i've grown as a coach i've grown as a coach each and every year um to to get to this point uh but the players have also uh changed a little bit right we keep getting older and they <laughs> And they keep staying the same age for a certain extent, right? That's how that's how the game kind of works. Is uh, the older guys get pushed out and the young guys come in? So uh, the Henderson job is an important job. Uh, it's one where we'll have to develop our young guys uh, so they're ready to be Golden Knights when when their name is called. Okay, that was
2: just rubbing them saying like you continue to get old when I when I see the press release and I, I kind of forgot about this, but uh, like forty one years old.
3: That's that's a young man. <laughs> well i had to get my haircut today to get the gray cut cut i don't know if it's from the last two weeks or from the last two months so yeah <laughs>
2: you know you're old this is too much information you know you're old when they say do you want me to do your ears say, yeah I do the ears that's fine <laughs> not ahead. there
3: yet not there yet
2: <laughs> no, no 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 uh when you said first uh cell phone was it a bag phone or was it a flip phone
3: I didn't know what a bag phone was until I moved to Manitoba and met my wife. I did not know what that was. Uh, but mine was, a, mine was a flip phone, and uh, I was 21 years old. So, yeah, we used to have the calling cards you have to call home, wait in the hotel lobby and call home.
2: Uh, yeah, and, and that was uh, in, in the uh, American Hockey League, and you're working your way through that, and now you go back. Uh, do you have to... Change your focus when you're uh, running an American Hockey League team? Like, what What's your uh, task to uh, be? Because it's not just about winning and losing with the Silver Knights. It's about development. Uh, how do you go about that,
3: Ryan? Well, you said the two words. We want to try to combine, combine the development with winning. I, I think that's important. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play a, a lot of years and games in the American Hockey League. I feel like I know the know that league. I've had great experiences, experiences on teams. I've had not so great experiences. So I've seen the highs and lows. I, I believe uh, we have something that can work in Henderson, where we can develop and win, and that's that's going to be our goal. And yet, development does come first, right? So we're we're gonna guys are going to be given opportunities. They're going to be given a chance to succeed. They're going to be uh, they're going to fail at some times, and they're going to be given another chance to succeed. So that's that's the difference. I mean, uh, the American Hockey League and the NHL is is our job is to, to groom these players to be ready when their opportunity comes. And yet, we do need to surround uh, the young guys with uh, some older veterans, some, some real good pieces, uh, good coaching staff, good trainers. Uh, all those people uh, are important in, in their development. And then the player has to take uh, his own responsibility for his own development and we. We will get, uh, get these guys to reach their potential and uh, hopefully be successful Golden Knights. Ryan, Craig's with us on the BGK
2: Insider Show. Ryan Wallace, uh, I want you to know that uh, he hasn't had been a head coach yet for a full game uh, in the American Hockey League, but I'm already putting Craig up there with the best stairs in professional hockey. <laughs> He's got that, that look to him.
0: Yeah, that, I, I would say I would say for the opposition, definitely a, yeah. an intimidation factor. Now, when you, me. well, yeah, but you're easily uh, you're easily scared. Um, when when you start <laughs> to think about just kind of the the impact that some players have had from the Henderson Silver Knights on the Vegas Golden Knights over the last couple of seasons, obviously injuries played a part in that, but you got great contributions from those players. I, when you look at the the development and, and as you mentioned there's there's winning and then there's developing and trying to intertwine those two um, when when you set out to and maybe kind of create a blueprint for how to create that that, that seamless transition from the AHL to the NHL uh, when you look at the players that are there and, and some of the the guys that you're going to get to work with on a more hands-on basis is there anybody that jumps right off the page for you that you're really excited uh, to get to be able to be a bigger part Part of their development,
3: well, there's obviously some very, very good players down there, and we've seen that with the guys that have come up, right? Paul, uh, you know, Paul Cotter made our team, right? Uh, Jake Lecigen, uh did last year, then moved on to with waivers, right? So we've seen these guys come up there, and you know, credit to, to, to Manny Viveros, uh, Jamie Yurud, and, and Joel Ward, and the, and the work that those guys did uh, through a lot of uh, a lot of obstacles down there. Uh, they they pushed through and these players came up and, and contributed. You know, Pavel Duroviev came up this year, right? We've had these players come up and and come into our lineup, uh, and even the goalies, as we saw when we had those you know five guys or four guys win games. So we've seen this here now. Now it's uh, there's guys down there that are that are going to be itching, right? They've got their first uh, year pro under the belt, uh, the Brisons, the the Cormiers, right? Those guys, Caden Korzak's knocking right at the door uh, to be an NHL player on every day nhr so everybody 's at a different part of their development, and yet these guys we 've got to find out uh, you know, what their goals are we've got to push them every day to to try to achieve those goals. but what we want down there and and what uh, we'll, we'll uh, demand is every day is everydayers. we these guys got to be ready, so every day's going to count in your development every day's going to count uh, that you need to be ready to to take the next step and and for us uh, Let's just make sure that uh, we're doing everything we can every day to be ready, and when that time does come and your name gets called, you're ready for it.
2: Product of success and the great run of the Vegas Golden Knights of the last six years, Ryan Craig has moved on to be the head coach for the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, you had to tell head coach Bruce Cassidy that you would be back next year, that you
3: were only going to be down the road.
2: What was your conversation with Bruce like?
3: Bruce was very, very supportive. Uh, one of the first guys I talked to about it. Um, very supportive. Uh, and a guy that has, has sat in, in an American League seat uh, multiple times. Uh, had uh, gone to the NHL and gone back to the American League. So, Bruce is a very valuable resource for, for myself. Um, will continue to be. Our uh, relationship is in a very, very good spot. Uh, and his support meant a lot. That He was, uh, you know, we had just won. It's uh, Everybody's trying to they celebrate and enjoy themselves, and, and yet business is still being uh, conducted. And, and very, I'm very appreciative uh, of him taking the time to sit down, and we, we've had a few good conversations about it, uh, as well as John Stevens, right? Who another guy that came up through the American League uh, as a player, as a coach, and as coach in the NHL. So uh, surrounded by, uh, by two good guys uh, on, on that staff that I work with all year that know uh, kind of the exact position that I'm heading into, as well as my family. Ryan, last one
0: to you. You know, you, you've worked with, with Gerard Gallant. You've worked with Pete DeBoer. You've worked under now Bruce Cassidy. Um, what, what are maybe one thing that you pulled from each of those guys?
3: Well, I think uh, all totally different uh, guys and their coaching styles, and yet all very successful coaches, right? So the one thing you take out of all those guys, is, like we talked about earlier, is being yourself. Um, with Gerard, he was—you uh, could see how he interacted with his players, uh, the relationship he built with them, uh, how he put a lot of trust in them, um, promoted, you know, working hard and, and having fun, and it was let's put in the work, let's get our work done, we're going to enjoy uh, enjoy the game, and, and that really came across. And I will forever be grateful for to Turk for that opportunity, him and Mike Kelly, uh, and then you know Ryan McGill, obviously through all the way up to this year. Um, with Pete you uh, know Pete how ultra organized he was and structured he his structure and uh, his attention to detail and and uh, you know how he managed um, the game and the preparation and uh, just the detail he went into uh, not only for his uh, his players but his staff I thought was very very impressive uh, and got to witness it firsthand when he came in from San Jose right that was uh, wasn't probably an easy transition for anybody uh, and yet he handled it uh, very very well and, and we were successful because of that. Uh, and then with, with Bruce uh, you can see how uh, why he's been successful uh, the adjustments he makes, the, the tweaks, you know how he uh, has empowered uh, the players and, and, and the plan right he had a plan and, and he's, he came in over, the course of a year and executed it and uh, you know credit to him so those are just a few of the things that I'll take from from each of those guys there's plenty more uh, and yet uh, you can see how successful all three of those guys have been Ryan Craig chatting with us Uh, now some fun stuff don't get nervous
2: though Okay, it's all all good Um, is it true that you and I are somewhat friends (laughs) acquaintances
3: somewhat's probably (laughs) the best word yep
2: somewhat okay (laughs) Is it true you took the Stanley Cup uh, with a few guys to Cutters, just down the street from all of our houses, the other day?
3: That is correct. Yes. All right. Is it true nobody phoned me? Uh, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just, just wanted to just let that
2: hang. Well, I can't lie, but
3: yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> uh, <that night laughs> I had to find had out. Forty Second. minutes where we decided we were going to Cutters, and then I guess the Stanley Cup has a curfew, so it had to get to bed. So. It does, uh, it does have to get to bed. And I, I wanted you to know, have uh, to
2: we're looking have at I him didn't know the make Cookie,
3: cookie, cookie 2.0, because we have a guinea
2: pig dinner. cookie as well, and Cookie's doing great. He, he's a little active at night. He's in my room, but uh, but he's doing great. So pass along <laughs> to the update to everybody that Cookie is in fine form
3: right now. Well, I will let the kids know. I'm sure they're, uh, as I said, he's irreplaceable. So, yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I sent some sarcasm in that. <laughs> Hey, congratulations. I'm really <laughs> proud of you, buddy. And uh, this is your first interview as a head coach, and I, I, I couldn't be happier that it was with us. And uh, excited for this next step for you and uh, J.D. and the family.
3: Uh, awesome stuff and uh, well-earned, buddy. Well, thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, look forward to talking to you and uh, enjoy yourselves. Cheers. We'll see
2: you at the draft then. Ryan Craig. Uh, from uh, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Got to get used to saying that, right? The Henderson Silver Knights, the second head coach. And this was uh, on the radar. Like, you're an assistant coach for a few years. You want to be uh, the head coach. And there's there's a plan. And a lot of times, like, the, the reality is, you got to move around. If, if you're going to be a head coach, and it'll happen to, to to Ryan eventually, but being able to do this with a young family and to be able to stay in the same city and the same organization, uh, I I think it's, it's a win-win for everybody. And what an opportunity for a a relatively young guy.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's a, a fantastic opportunity for Ryan Craig. He's, he's been a big part of this organization from really from year one. And, you know, the fact of the matter is to, to learn and grow and develop as a coach from some of the guys that he's been able to learn and develop from is phenomenal stuff. It culminates in a Stanley cup championship with Bruce Cassidy. And now you get to bring, you know, that perspective to the, to the job, but it's your show. It's, it's your, you're the guy that's running the show. You're the guy trying to pull all these different things to, to, to create a package that can be, implemented and taught to players as they develop. So I I think it's just fantastic. I'm really excited for Ryan Craig, and as you mentioned, he he deserves this. He's earned it, and uh, I I can't wait to see how he continues to grow.
2: And he does have that stare, that game face like uh, nobody else. So one thing that uh, I will say, he's in the sweet spot uh, with the age, because uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I don't think it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week, we had the conversation with Bruce Cassidy, where I chatted with him in in the coach's office, and uh, we were joking around about the, the different guys, and I said, "Give me a line or two on each coach." And uh, and he came to uh, to Krager because he said uh, he's fresh out of playing. But one of the things that we talked about with Crager is he's still on the younger side, and how you know that is not just his age, but he doesn't have like the fake hips or the fake knees yet. <laughs> he's like 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 the everybody else. Uh, Bruce has got fake hip uh, knee replaced. Uh, uh, the, the, Sean Burke got a couple of uh, hips replaced. Crager's uh, got all of his right parts, his, his, his natural parts. So I think that's uh, that that's, uh, gives him a leg up uh, as he goes into that. And and we'll see what happens. Uh, coaching staff, Vegas, now has to uh, hire a new assistant coach. But they were they were busy today, not only with Crager with uh, moving over to the Henderson Silver Knights and, and taking over his first uh, team uh, as, as a head coach in professional hockey, but uh, there is, an announcement to Steve McCauley. Uh, congratulations to Steve, and Steve listens all the time. He's the new director of sports medicine with the Vegas Golden Knights, and he takes over from Jay Millette, uh, who mm-hmm. uh, has uh, left uh, a lot similar to, to Ryan Craig. He's left, but he stays within the family. Ryan Craig goes from the BGK to the HSK in Henderson. A little bit more of a move for Jay Millett. Uh He's going from the Vegas Golden Knights over to Bournemouth, uh, of the Premiership, and so he uh, has worked with Steve McCauley in the past, and, uh, and Steve is the new Director of Sports Medicine with the Vegas Golden Knights, an incredibly important and valuable position uh, with, uh, with the hockey club uh, to be able to track all aspects uh, between the medical side and the uh, performance side. Uh, and uh, where, where McCauley uh, comes from, he's uh, he's a private practice the last couple of years, but he was over at the Win. For a number of years, and he looked after all of their performers uh, for for the different shows. And uh, Jay Millette was uh, along a similar thing uh, in that uh, that he worked with uh, Cirque and their performers. So uh, you come over, you've got that sports science background, but you also got to perform. and uh, And this is going to be uh, a really uh, should be a really seamless uh, uh, transition from from Jay Millett over to uh, to Steve McCauley. So uh, uh, not not. Exactly a transaction as high-profile, front and center, forward-facing, like Ryan Craig uh, taking over Mm -hmm. for um, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights. But Steve McCauley is a very valuable uh, position, and we're wishing him the best of luck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you look at what the Golden Knights were able to accomplish over two months and, and how they were able to uh, hit their stride and peak at the right moment. A lot of that has to do with everything going on in the background. It takes a lot to get a team over the finish line, and sports medicine, strength and conditioning, uh, making sure that you are as, as healthy and, and durable as possible, all of that stuff uh, leads to ultimately what the Golden Knights were able to accomplish, and that's a that's a, that's a championship.
2: I get to watch uh, from my perch at Sydney National Arena, uh, the skate. So, so sports science and uh, and performance, uh, it, it all encompasses everything. When, when you're on the ice during a game, uh, when you're practicing, but also if you happen to be out of the lineup and you're trying to maintain your fitness or if you're injured and you're coming back and Ah, uh, Jay and now Steve McCauley work hand in hand with uh, with uh, the other uh, medical staff, and in this case, with Vegas School tonight's uh, Misha Donskov, who does a lot of the return to play practices. And Misha Donskov would be on the ice with players, uh, running them through drills. And Jay Millet is, is on the bench, watching, uh, keeping track of things, watches uh, looking at the the data that's coming in through the various uh, devices of the players uh, where. Uh, to, to track workload, so uh, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, a far-reaching job uh, with Steve McCauley that, uh, that he, he will run and, and operate. And then there's, there's other news with, with the release or announcement that a book is coming out from the Vegas Golden Knights. It Hurts to Win is the title, and uh, I, we've been on this from the very start with Bruce uh, talking about when he was Bruce from Summerlin phoning in. Why uh, do the coaches love us, don't they? They just they just yeah, absolutely they love uh, our show. Uh, when we talk about it hurts to win and how we to do t-shirts, well, that happened. Uh, so we're a, we're a uh, trendsetter in in that regard. Uh, and now the book is going to be called uh, "It Hurts to Win." Gary Lawless is taking the uh, lead role on this uh, with Gordon from the BGK and uh, and uh, uh, Nate Yule. Uh, everybody's uh, chipping in. Players are going to be uh, writing. Uh, we're going to have some uh, some articles and essays written by. Uh, Bruce Cassidy and uh, Bill Foley and uh, George and Kelly uh, from the management side, but uh, it's going to be released in September in the fall, and uh, and it's I know uh, Gary's been doing the interviews and is uh, is busy uh, putting it uh, to work right now, but uh, but it hurts to win. Uh, I uh, recap uh, the story of the Vegas Golden Knights' first Stanley Cup uh, is coming uh, to you in the fall, and that's available. For pre-order now if you want to get in front and guarantee i'm not sure what the the run uh is going to be on this so probably best to i've got mine in uh best to to get your order in now but it's going to be what a keepsake uh with a lot of pictures and a lot of uh words and stories uh from from the uh, uh vegas players and there's a couple of things i can't tell you yet because it hasn't been confirmed but when i get confirmation of it uh it's awesome uh there's a couple of little uh Quirks to it, not quirks, but little uh, fun uh, aspects to it. And when it comes about, uh, I, I can't wait to, to tell you about it. It's going to be fun. It hurts to win. The story of the Vegas School tonight's uh, twenty twenty three Stanley Cup Championship uh, as the the glow of this championship continues to to blossom.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the book. I I love books. I love commemorative books. I love when you can tell a a deeper story about a team that came together and found a way. So um, it's the perfect slogan. I think it's the the absolute right way to go when it comes to releasing a book about this team. Because if there was a team that embodied that motto, it was this Golden Knights Hockey Club. So uh, I'm with you. I would pre-order it. I would get in on it right now if you haven't done so already. Um, and so that way, when uh, when the new season rolls around, you get to commemorate everything that the Golden Knights have accomplished.
2: Chapman, are you there? Yes. Will you sign my It Hurts to Win book?
4: <laughs> that would probably decrease the value significantly. Oh,
2: it's like a yearbook, right? Do, I, do big, I have to so write,
4: like, K-I-T in, yeah, in the back with my phone something, number, too? Something
2: like, uh, and, and we can say, like, most... Uh, most likely to forget to turn off their mic.
4: Yes, Jeff. yes.
2: Most likely to walk in the into the show late. Darren Millard, something like that. Can we, can <laughs> we do that? Uh, hey, what you, with Craigers? Uh, Craigers, uh, they go business. I like hearing him laugh uh, a little bit too. That was that, that was fun to hear from. Like you're you're the fan perspective on this. Uh, it's kind of neat to see the evolution of the organization uh, growing from within like this.
4: That was to you chap. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I wasn't sure if that was for me or for Ryan, but
3: yeah. well, you're the fan <laughs> perspective, right? Yeah,
4: I mean, look, if if okay. if you're a fan, first of all, you you one of the things I've always said is there's there's obviously a reason why Ryan Craig has been the one constant throughout all the coaching changes that have not like there's been a lot, but through the coaching changes within the, this organization over the last couple of years, obviously the franchise saw something in him. They they liked what they saw in him and He's, he's a, a hot prospect, I would imagine. And and look, I mean, my, my, my guess has always been that he's probably going to be coaching in the Bigs someday. So, um, you know, it's a good, good start for him, and hopefully he has a ton of success, and I think we'll all be rooting for him.
2: Uh, Brian uh, asked uh, Ryan Craig about the three coaches that he's worked under as assistant coach with the Vegas Gold Knights. He played 14 years, remember, uh, as a pro, uh, 200 games in the National Hockey League and won a championship in the American Hockey League uh, with uh, Bednar uh, in the, the Colorado Avalanche head coach but, uh, in, in the American Hockey League. But he also played for Kelly McCrimmon in Brandon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, an important aspect, too. So when you're talking about uh, the message from uh, the National Hockey League level, and they try to keep it as consistent as they can from the VGK to the HSK, nobody's going to know more about what Kelly wants and the message that he uh, would like to be delivered and how he wants to play than than crying Ryan Craig. Uh, arguably, I don't think there's another person out there uh, that would that would know more than that, than Ryan Craig, having played for him and then worked for him uh, now for the last six years. So I, I think that's going to be an understated part of uh, the seamless transition to getting uh, the, everything uh, aligned the way that uh, everybody wants it to be between Vegas and, and Henderson. And uh, uh, credit to, to Manny Beavros and the job that he did for the first couple of years, and now it's Ryan Craig's job.
0: Yeah, you're right. There won't be any any lack of continuity whatsoever no. because, as, as you mentioned, there's the ideology from Kelly McCrimmon. There's certainly what Bruce Cassidy brought to the table. And, and with Ryan Craig alongside Bruce Cassidy in this championship run, I think everybody understands what the expectations are going to be, what you want to try to, to, to develop and, and grow within the Henderson Silver Knights and how you want that team to play so that if you have players move up or get their opportunity at the National Hockey Hockey league level they can they can chip in and be impactful there but also win hockey games because that's how you ultimately develop uh, into a team that knows how to win into players that know how to win you got to be able to win too so I, i love it from that aspect because you you have a player that is intertwined within this organization but also with every key element inside the organization
2: uh, I'm going to jump out here. I've got a function uh, with the team uh, on the uh, eve of uh, of what really gets down to work uh, with the National Hockey League draft uh, and uh, and digging in here in Nashville as the team uh, as has its headquarters in the hotel and uh, all kinds of uh, different meetings that will take place as they fine tune everything towards uh, Wednesday night's uh, first round. But uh, one quick story: we flew in today uh to Nashville early morning flight and uh you guys know Nate Ewell. he was here with us uh, on the show last week and talking about the great mural uh he's the uh director of communications uh vice president director of communications with the with the Vagabond School tonight's, and uh, uh working with him and is just the stud of all studs uh is Gary Calloway uh with with PR and communications and I I picked my bag up off the carousel today at the at the airport uh, here in Nashville and I wiped out another suitcase and the guy had to jump over and try and save that suitcase uh, to keep it on the carousel it was a mess and I just want to publicly thank Garrett uh, for doing that uh, and uh, and thankfully Nate, wasn't my boss wasn't looking at the, at the time as I caused a rather uh, embarrassing scene again in public in
0: Nashville how how often does that happen to you quite a bit
4: Quite yeah, I was going to uh, say. Seems like a common occurrence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like no, uh, even even Garrett,
2: even Garrett was, like, shaking his head, like, like, again. Like, seriously, again. This is on the heels of the champagne a couple of weeks ago and different, uh, whether you want to go back to the bike ride. But, it, like, little things always usually happen to me. And then I did something on my phone. I was doing, I had to fix something on my phone downstairs, uh, a technical thing. And I did it somewhat right. And Garrett said, boy, for you, that was pretty good. So expectations for me are very low with the communications and PR team with the Vegas Golden Knights. But I just thought I'd admit another uh, uh, social blunder on
0: my app. Well, we're always here for those. Yeah. Awesome.
2: I know that you guys enjoy that. Uh, enjoy, and we'll chat with you guys again tomorrow from National.
0: Sounds good. All right, sounds good, buddy. Enjoy uh, enjoy the uh, NHL awards. Enjoy your time, all right? right. Will do. See you, buddy. Darren Darren Millard signing off from Nashville he of course is in town for the NHL awards and also the NHL entry draft that'll be on Wednesday and Thursday round one goes Wednesday we know more or less who's going to go number one everything else after that is a little bit murky but we'll get you set up for the draft in the the upcoming shows as well as check in with Darren the remainder of the week right now we'll take a break and come back with more on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports
1: Las Vegas (music) We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340
0: AM. Rolling along here, Monday afternoon, VGK Insider Show continues. Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, hanging out with you for the next hour and 20 minutes or so. The NHL Awards are tonight live from Nashville. We, you know, we did an exercise on Friday in which we predicted are NHL award winners. And though we went through it pretty quickly, we didn't get to we didn't get to dive into it as much as I would have liked to, Chapman. And I, I want to kind of come back to some of the picks that you had for the individual awards because we don't have very much time at five o'clock the awards are going to be presented we're going to start to see some things trickle out there will be winners there'll be losers i don't know that we're going to see a ton of upsets i I don't think there's going to be any situation where we pull back the layers and say oh my gosh i cannot believe this player won this award i think it's going to be fairly straightforward but you know chapman I, i know you 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 went in in the similar direction as Darren Millard often, and that usually doesn't spell wins for people when there's a score to be kept. But I I do want to know one thing and one thing specifically, and, and that is why in the world, Chapman, why in the world did you put Lindy Ruff as winning the Jack Adams? Why did you do that?
4: Well, I needed to make a bold move. Because okay, your
0: bold move no 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 stop hold on hold on hold on your bold move is Jack Hughes, your bold move is Nico Heesher, it's not Lindy Ruff, buddy.
4: Well it could be that Lindy gets a lifetime achievement award, right? He's 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 been around a really long time and mm-hmm. you know the Devils did have a pretty significant point improvement. There were there were cheer there were thoughts that maybe he would get fired early in the season. Devils, I mean, I know the playoffs don't come into play, but they they were very, very successful. And I know Darren said they met expectations. I think they exceeded expectations this year. Like, I don't think anybody had the Devils with 109 points.
0: Can can I just say, meeting expectations is, is funny because of how down on New Jersey Darren was for the majority of the year. Yeah. Like, do you remember early oh, on when, just, when I was saying the Devils are for real, they are legit, you look at their underlying numbers, they are a very good team, and he's like, well, we'll see how it goes over the course of the year. I feel like t- like saying right now in this moment that the Devils met the expectations that everyone had for them going into the season is revisionist history because, as you mentioned, I don't think anybody expected them to push as hard as they did. A playoff team maybe on the bubble but not a team that really pushed to win their division.
4: Yeah, I mean they they were close. I mean, they 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 lost the division by what, a point, two points? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would have made a difference. They still would have lost in the second round. They wouldn't have uh put up they they didn't put up much of a fight against Carolina in that series, but um look, I mean they they were they were I thought a lot better than a lot of people anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um and I I know Boston had this incredible season and and this and that, but like you said, they they they, they like you've been saying all year, they never faced any adversity. Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything go wrong for them. And look, they they had like people, and and I am gonna give you credit, and then I am gonna I am also gonna poo poo on you a little bit because okay, they they had a really good team. Like they had two really good goalies in Swayman and and obviously Omar, who's gonna win the Vezina Trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bergeron and and uh, Marchand are phenomenal. Pasternak yep. is up for multiple outstanding player awards. He's up for the Hart, and then he's up for the Ted Lindsay. So not it's gonna not gonna like win either one. No, but it's not. But it's not, it's either not either like Boston. It's not like it's not like Jim Montgomery was playing with with a crap team. Like it. Like he was playing with a team that was still really really good. And and I know maybe they 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 didn't quite meet the expectations, but they still won fifty games last year. It's not like he took over a crap team and took them to 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 these amazing regular season records. He still coached. I mean, I mean, I know they improved a bit, but they were still really good last year. So the story's great. I think the redemption story for Jim Montgomery is fantastic because obviously sure. what he dealt with away from the ice is is you know very very difficult, and to be able to to to, to get back into the game and have this type of success. Look, he he's probably going to win the award. He's probably going to win it running away. Mm-hmm. But I figured if there was an upset, that was it. And I, I saw that as my opportunity because I knew both you and Darren mm-hmm. were, were going to be so in tune with with um, Jim Montgomery winning the award that I felt like if I was going to win this thing, I needed to make a really bold move. And I didn't see the the Heischer or the Jack Hughes as – I could have seen you guys both making a case for those guys. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like going that direction was the bold move. Lindy Ruff was the bold move. Okay, so It was the massive gamble.
0: Here's the thing, though. Because as, as you pointed out, Darren and I both went Jim Montgomery. Because the way that I view the Jack Adams, it's the best coach in the National Hockey League. And usually, if you are a great coach, you have a great team. And I don't think anyone was greater in the regular season than the Boston Bruins. They won 65 games for crying out loud. You're never going to get that replicated. That's never going to happen again. And yet, the Bruins broke the record of the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple of years ago, and John Cooper did not win Coach of the Year that year. So maybe you're on to something. Maybe this is going to be one of those situations where we look at it and we say, how in the world did Jim Montgomery not win the Jack Adams? But if that's the case, I don't think it's going to be Lindy Ruff not taking away what Lindy did and how good he was this year. Dave Haxtall and the fact that he was able to take a Seattle Kraken team that a year prior looked like a a 10 or 15 point improvement would be massive improvements the fact that they were able to get within one win one game of the western conference final in their second year in existence especially with a lot of people you know kind of talking badly about the the decision from Ron Francis and Seattle to go with initially Dave Haxtell like I think that story is a more intriguing one than Lindy Ruff so if there's going to be an upset I'm saying it's Dave Haxtell, not Lindy Ruff, but we can agree to disagree there. I still think it's Jim Montgomery running away. Now, one other one I want to talk about here is the Norris Trophy, because we all went Eric Carlson, right? We all went Eric Carlson, and, and here's, here's my like dilemma with this. Eric Carlson is not a good defenseman. Like, he's he's not a good defenseman. He is a great offensive defenseman. He has been phenomenal. He put up the points, over 100 points. Like, you want to celebrate that. I, I get it. But there's never been a clearer and more legitimate argument in this moment to create two different awards when it comes to assessing defensemen. The best offensive defenseman in the league and then the best defenseman in the league. Because I'm telling you right now, it is a shame that Adam Fox isn't going to win the Norris because he was overall, in my opinion, the best defenseman this year. But Eric Carlson scored 100 points, so Eric Carlson's going to win the award.
4: Yeah, and and let's be honest about Camel McCarr. Camel McCarr doesn't belong...
0: I agree with you. And you know how much I love Kale yeah, McCall, I mean, but look, I agree look, with you. I mean,
4: I think you and I are, are, are we, we both had him winning last year. He's a he's a phenomenal player. I mean, when he's healthy, I don't know too many players in the league who are more dynamic and better than him. But he had a he, he he's there on name. He didn't have a great season. I mean, he only played what, sixty I, th- I think sixty games. Sixty games, yeah. Not I mean, enough. Grant, granted, he was a point of game guy, but he missed twenty two games. I think the season Josh Morris he had he deserved to be in there. Maybe you can make the case for for Quinn Hughes. Rasmus Dahlin had... Miro in Yeah, I mean, there there were guys that had much better seasons than him. Than, I mean, they weren't going to win it. But I think just to be a finalist is an incredible accomplishment. And for a guy like Josh Marcy, I mean, they had the really cool campaign in Winnipeg. Norrissey... It just would have been really fun to see him nominated, and, and maybe see the way that the, the fans in Winnipeg had kind of would have embraced that him being not a finalist for the for the uh, Norris Award.
0: So a little bit deeper into some of the questions that we had surrounding the NHL Awards. We're going to pick up uh, a little bit more of that in hour number two. We'll get to some of the winners as they're released. Of course, the NHL Awards coming to you live from Nashville starting at 5 o'clock. So hour number two devoted heavily to the NHL Awards. But we'll also get into the Golden Knights, the off season to come. Enough time has passed, I feel like, since the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup that we can start to look at. What the expectations are going to be over the course of the offseason. And we've got a lot more one timers, news, and notes from around the NHL also in our number two. All of that coming at you right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Letting this one breathe for Chris Chapman. Who
0: famously on this program did not know who was Dirk Bentley? He had no clue. You had no idea who Dirk Bentley was, did
4: you? No, I still don't know who he is.
0: Okay, yeah, you do. No, You're I playing like his music right now. Well,
4: yeah, but I don't know who he is. I don't know. I didn't even know this song. I just googled Dirk Bentley, and, and this was a song that came up. So come on, um, I like the video. There's there's lots of heavy drinking involved, so I'm 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 on board with that. I think They're you've got on the to. Plane.
0: I think you've got to spend a little bit of time with Dirk Bentley. I think you've got to spend a little bit of time with Darius Rucker. See,
4: or, you know, I know who you know. Hootie is.
0: Okay, no, I know no. Hootie. <laughs> See, I do this to I do this to Mrs. Wallace all the time. Like we talk about Darius Rucker, we talk about Hootie and the Blowfish, but like Darius Rucker now, very famous for a lot of the country music that he's been putting out recently. Um, you know, Wagon Wheel. Nope. I, I refuse to, to exist in a world where you legitimately don't know Wagon
4: Week. All right, let's see if I could find that, because I could okay. promise you, I good chance I have never heard that song.
0: You absolutely have heard that song. I don't care who you are. I don't care how little you like country music. I don't care what is going on in your life. You absolutely know wagon wheel, and the reason that we're talking about this, Dirk Bentley is going to be the host tonight for the NHL Awards in Nashville. Uh, some of the presenters tonight will be Darius Rucker. That's pretty cool. I, I think uh, accepting award, accepting an award from a Hootie would be pretty awesome. Uh, but one, one other guy, Chapman. I, I'm going to get your. Um...
4: Yeah, this is terrible.
0: No, stop it. This you is... know the song.
4: I don't know the song. You have heard this before. Nope.
0: You absolutely have heard this before.
4: I have not heard this before.
0: You're just trying to be edgy and trendy right now. No,
4: if I was edgy and trendy, I'd be like, "Man, Hootie, he's, he's banging as a country singer." But no, it's I don't know. So it, it's, you it's, you would
0: say you would say he's better as an adult contemporary indie artist. He's
4: better that, as Hootie what? than he is as Darius. He wasn't Hootie. He wasn't Hootie. Listen, he he. I don't care if he was Hootie. He was Hootie. He was Hootie in the Blowfish. Okay, all right. It was all Hootie right. and the Blowfish. Who the hell yes, are the other guys? No,
0: no, 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 no. The no, other no, guy's the band the, was, the band was called Hootie and the Blowfish.
4: Yeah, well, it who wasn't was he?
0: It was Hootie and the Blowfish, as, as in the, the accompanying band was the Blowfish. No, that, that's
4: not what it was. He will forever and always be Hootie.
0: Okay, that's ridiculous.
4: It's not Do ridiculous. You know who Je-
0: Do you know who Jelly Roll is?
4: Who? Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. Yeah. I like I like jelly in my donuts.
0: Okay. All right. Good stuff.
4: I think little Debbie makes jelly rolls.
0: Jelly roll, another presenter tonight at the NHL Awards. We gotta get you in tune a little bit more with contemporary country music.
4: Yeah, I don't. Uh, no.
0: What's your hang-up? Why don't you like it?
4: It's just terrible. It's terrible it's not music. Not terrible. Oh, come on. It's crap.
0: That's that's a bit strong, buddy. All right,
4: crap is a bit strong. It's just I, I it's just not entertaining. I don't find it appealing. Now, okay. I I mean. I I I do enjoy a little Garth Brooks every once in a while. Okay. I only know like two or three songs, but they're not bad.
0: You can't possibly only know two or three songs. This is frustrating me. (laughs) Hour two's next.